0: Good afternoon, everyone I want to welcome you all out to episode number 11 with us mental health and self-care for caregivers today we're starting back from the beginning we started off with this young lady here with me uh, miss April Taylor uh, she's a counselor here in the city uh, dealing with mental illness and uh, during the month of December I thought that we needed to come out with mental illness. First of all, April, I wanna say thank you for joining me and sitting down and giving us an opportunity to talk again.
1: Yes, ma'am, you know it's my pleasure to be here anytime
0: you call me, Miss Sherry. Yeah, you know, I'm I you know, I wanted to usually like every December, you and I we normally talk on this subject because so many family members will be coming home a week from today. Uh it'll be Christmas and Uh, You know, and it'll be some changes from last year. And I I wanted us to help to prepare a lot of people for what they will actually see or hear or, you know, deal with. Absolutely. It's a good time to have this conversation because, you know, when we go
1: home, you know, maybe our loved ones aren't there. Maybe um, relationships have changed because the loved ones aren't there. But we still have to, you know, go back to family. We still have to love on each other and be who our loved ones would have us to be. Right. You know, sometimes we forget that part. Like the person who died knew us a certain way or we represented a certain way while they were alive. So we still represent that person, even though they're not here anymore. So sometimes we just forget that little piece, you know, that love that they have for us to just keep giving that love forward.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I got so many friends and relatives that's dealing with grieving. And I wanted you and I to speak on that. I know that that's an important topic, that you're going around the city of Chattanooga where we live, uh, talking in different churches, in different uh, areas, talking about grieving, because so many people don't know it until it actually hit them.
1: Right. And so dealing with the grief, you know, everybody, we're all going to go through loss. Right. We've been through our share for sure. You have and we have as well. So we've been through... You know, quite a bit of loss. And with that, you know, realizing like how do you process it? How do you deal with it? How do you take care of yourself during that season when you're going through loss? So what I remind people to do is take care of you. Um, just slow down, you know, get enough sleep, eat, um, drink enough water. You know, it may sound like simple things, but those things are paramount to being okay during this holiday season. Just basically, you know, exercising, moving when you can, just but especially eating right, drinking enough water, just those simple, simple things will get you back on track. So slowing down and taking care of you. So I remind people to take care of themselves first. But then one thing we need to talk about, Miss Sharon, is for us to look around. Because we may be okay, the ones who've heard us talk before and the ones who've been on the podcast, they may be doing okay this holiday we need to look around and see how everybody else is doing right because we may be the point of contact with somebody else and then we can help that person make sure they're eating right and make sure they're exercising make sure they're getting enough to drink make sure they're on track you know and and it's simple as that and even paying attention to the children how are our children doing yes because we've lost a lot of people there. that means the children have lost a lot of people. that's correct so we're checking in on the children and
0: we're, you know you hadn't really thought about that uh, you know about our children, and they don't really say a lot. And uh, but they are hurting too.
1: Absolutely, it looks different for kids. Sometimes it's not doing well in school, or it's losing interest in things that they used to have interest in. And sometimes the kids are very sensitive, so they pay attention to how the parents are doing, and the parents don't even notice that they're not what they who they used to be. So we have to kind of lean in and check in on them and make sure they're doing okay, especially during this season.
0: You know, with it being your first time dealing with grieving, uh, one of the things I would like for us to make sure we let people know, first time grievers, uh, those are the people that lost someone in 2023, that everybody grieved differently. Can you kind of
1: explain that? Absolutely, so it looks different for different people. Um, It looks different for different losses as well, so maybe you did okay when you lost one relative, but then when you lose this next relative, it may be totally different. So that's different as well. Uh, We shouldn't compare grief and loss. We shouldn't compare how we're doing versus how somebody else is doing. And we really need to pay attention to how we're doing, though, so a lot of times we know when we're off, and nobody else may not notice, but we know. So then that's when we may need to call our doctor or we need to check in and say, hey, I'm not doing as well as I'm usually doing. And it's okay, I really wanna say it's okay to take medicine because sometimes we need medicine during this season. And it just helps us to get through the season. So taking a small dose with your doctor, you know, your doctor's guidance, um, doing what you need to do for now is really good because it'll help you get through. I've had to do it before and and i tell people that because i want people to know that when my mom died i had to take something right and when my brother died a year later i had to take something else you know and i was able to wean off both times praise the lord but it ain't no shame in having to take medicine if you need medicine and it's there to help us it's there to help us get through it i'm not still on it you know sometimes we still need to be on it but i'm not still on it and that's good too but if that's what you need to get through the season that's okay. And it's part of self-care.
0: Definitely. You know, I want us to talk about a little about depression because I think that's what people fall into is depression. And uh, that's what you're seeing in regards to, you know, talking to your physician. You know your body weller than anybody else. You know that something is just not right, and you need to talk with someone. And it's just not right. And you need to talk with someone.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, some of the things that we look for when it comes to depression are we sleep more than usual or we sleep less than usual. We eat more than usual or we eat less than usual. We um, we, we lose interest in things. I just talked about losing interest. But there are right. things that we used to do that we don't do anymore. Um, they're, we're really not ourselves. Sometimes some people go to work, they work, and then they come home and they go to bed. They don't do anything else in between. And if that's not who you usually are, you know something has changed, and that's when you wanna to talk to your doctor because your doctor, um, the reason we say PCP, because that's gonna be your first line of contact. Right. So you go to your PCP and you let them know what's going on, they will get you connected with a counselor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, whatever kind of doctor you need, they'll help you find that. But when you go to your doctor, your doctor's gonna help look out for you. And if you need medication, they'll prescribe medication. One thing I love about therapy is talking to a therapist. Talking to a therapist and medication is what's the evidence-based approach. So doing both of those together is what's usually prescribed. And so, and sometimes you can talk to a therapist and not need medication, which is really cool too. But doing those two things together usually help the most.
0: Yeah, you can kind of tell when it's time to wean off, when you're feeling somewhat better and have more interest and things that you have fell off from having an interest to actually do. Uh, You know, um, I just want us to get people prepared because of COVID, Uh, the changes in so many people from where they were a year ago and where they are now, even if they're living, you know, uh, with um, anxiety and depression and some of the things that we are now going through because I just read one out of every four people uh, in the United States is suffering with some type of mental illness. And that's, I was telling you when
1: you mentioned that stat before that that's up from last year or year two ago that was one in five and every one in five Americans. So it is increasing and I think the pandemic like you said had a big, had a lot to do with it. and that's why it's so important to recognize what anxiety is as well and you know anxiety is fear-based so when we're afraid to go and afraid to do things that we used to be comfortable doing we're afraid of things that are small and proportionate to let's say if there's a tiny tiny spider that you can't even see but I break the door down trying to get out of here that's disproportionate so that's when anxiety and worry start coming in when it's disproportionate to to what um, the norm is. The action's supposed to really be. Right, right.
0: Don't supposed to be that yeah, I shouldn't have rule.
1: to. Yeah, I shouldn't have to <laughs> break the door down if it's that small. <laughs> so that's unusual. Right. Um, but it's fear-based, but most people don't know that. And that's why we try to do a lot of psychoeducation, we let people understand. The more we understand anxiety, the more we understand depression, the better we can
0: deal with it. Right, I like that. You know, um, Another thing is is grief and death and dying. Let's talk a little bit about that. I got a friend that I'm working real, real closely with, uh, you know, just working through the guilt of blaming herself. Uh, You know, sometimes just because we were in a situation with someone when they passed away and we start thinking about, we could have did this or we could have did that and they might have still been here. Maybe I should have called 911. Maybe I should have did this. And you know, and you want to work with that individual. How should you handle that?
1: So that's a great question. It's a very common scenario. One of the things that I would ask if if the individual is faith-based, because if she has a belief in God, then we know that God is sovereign and that we can't control anything, that he's in charge of and we're not. And so one of the things that I really encourage people to do just have that conversation with God. Now, sometimes it's hard because we don't want to hear what God going to say back to us, right? But he is the only one who can help us really understand that. And in my own personal journey, I've had similar um, circumstances. And I had, uh, I had questions about what if or I should have or, you know, all that stuff. And God was just, he pretty much told me who he is and who I'm not. Right. And, I, and once I understood that, it helped me to let go. And so depending on the person's faith and where they are with that journey and their journey with, with him, you know, you can encourage them to pray about it, to seek God's guidance on, you know, what, because, you know, we, we all want to do the best we can. Unless let's say if there's something that we should have done that we didn't do, then that's when we need to repent and say, okay, God, I should have done this, but I didn't do that, and I'm sorry, and forgive me. And then we still have to let it go and move on. But then we'll be go and examine the situation and realize there wasn't a thing in the world you could do. Nothing. Nothing at all. So then you gotta let it go because there was nothing you could do.
0: I always come back to the sermon that my brother did at my parents' uh, burial. And, and the reason why I always do it because it was so satisfying to me. And what he said, he said, this was not an accident. It was an appointment. And I do know that we all have one. And we're gonna have to meet that appointment one day. Nobody knows when it is, but we all have one. Only God knows.
1: Absolutely, it is beautiful that you receive that from your brother during that time. You know, sometimes it's hard for people to receive that message. So we just have to give them the space to get to that that same place that you got to. So that's why I say take it to God, because let's say, you received that when your brother said it. It just did something for you, right? Right. And so let's say somebody else heard the same message and was like, wait a minute, that wasn't that important. You know, they, they were upset about the same message, possibly. Right. And so, but God can take that message and help your friend that you're helping, say something to them that helps them understand it. And that's what I love about him. He really can help us understand things that don't make sense to anybody else. I had similar things with my brother and I, you know, with with my mom as well, but mostly with my brother where I felt some kind of way about how he died and he died alone and it, you know, just hurt my heart. And, and God's like, what, was what were you gonna do?
0: Nick, What were you gonna do? What were
1: you gonna do? How you gonna stop his situation? Is you guys,
0: Right.
1: And I'm not. And so it really just helped me to understand there was not a lot I could do in that situation. And I did what I could do, but there was nothing else I could have done.
0: That just kind of brings me to the understanding did you hear about the baby that they found up in the tree yes. after the storm had Beautiful. happened? And the baby was still alive. And it said cradled in the tree. And it was cradled in the tree. Wow.
1: Yeah. Must be God. You know, you can't even the girl who was telling the story couldn't say anything, but God had to cradle <laughs> him in the tree. Yes. But that's what we're saying. Only God can do stuff like that. So we can't save our loved ones. Right. But it does take, you know, one thing you might do for your friend is encourage them to go to therapy or encourage them to write about what's going on with them because sometimes it's a process for them to get to that place where you already are, where you got with your brother even after the tragic death of both your parents at the same time. Why? You know, so you got there pretty quickly, but this person isn't there yet. And so it takes, and that's that's the beauty of therapy. We sit and hold people's hands and, and sit with them until they get there. And we understand that you're not there yet. We may understand a truth that we know you don't understand, but a therapist, a good therapist, is gonna sit and hold that space until you get there. And that's that's what therapy really is.
0: Yeah, and also I wanted to touch bases a little bit on today as we go through this episode about suicide. Because I do know I've ran into several friends and, and even in our race and back in the day We never heard about a lot of African-Americans committing suicide. But now it's not uncommon for us to commit suicide. And you know, I don't know what should I do uh, to help a friend with that. So the new term is
1: die by suicide, because we don't even say commit anymore, because commit refers to an act that we do. So we say die by suicide is the new terminology. And so basically what I encourage people to do is connect to their friends. So let's say if you know somebody who is thinking of who is suicidal or who have lost somebody by suicide because you're more likely to die by suicide if you've lost a loved one to that. But if you have a friend that's in that situation, then you want to um, connect them with a doctor, take them to the emergency room, go with them to a therapist, make an appointment with them, You want to give them the 988 number. I know you know about the 988. 988. And you can call, text, or chat with 988. So all three, that number will do all three. Call, text, or chat. And so you can give that person that number and let them connect with them. But if possible, be with them when they make the call. You know, when I say take them to the doctor, go to the doctor with them. I was suicidal before, and my friend called to make the appointment for me. Wow. And that saved my life. I really believe that saved my life by her making the appointment
0: because sometimes we don't follow through we say we will but we don't but it's a friend you, you know making an change.
1: appointment or going with them you know my my husband actually took me to the appointment but i think my friend made the appointment so there was somebody there with me to make sure that i was okay but we need to be there for somebody because sometimes people don't have that So it may be making the call for them, making an appointment for them, going with them to the appointment, or dial 988 with them, you know, and sitting there through the call with them. Because that support is what's missing a lot of times.
0: Well, you know, I noticed, I was reading up on suicidal, uh, and I've seen that adolescents uh, have more problems with committing suicide now than any other uh, ethnic group. And I, I thought, wow, young people are getting so depressed to the point that they don't feel like they have anything else to live for. And unfortunately, social
1: media has a lot to do with that. And so I was not used to that. Even as a counselor, I didn't realize the impact that social media was having on our young people, and it's having a huge impact. So helping people to understand, um, you know, getting them back to To basics like getting outside and playing and getting away from the phone and the computer so much Um, helping them to realize comparison is just not healthy at all when we look at what somebody else is doing versus what we're doing if somebody else is having a big party beautiful party I loved it you know are we jealous or we didn't have a party what's going on you know we look at her party and then we, we get jealous That's not gonna help anybody. No, it's not. And if somebody's going on a trip and then we're upset about the trip, that's not gonna help us. You know, comparing is just one of those things. And that's that's what our children are doing. They see stuff on social media and they don't understand why they don't have this or why they're not that. Even the um, movie stars and celebrities, our young people now compare themselves with those people versus with, with their peers anymore. And how are we gonna compare? We don't have those types of finances. Right, so it's, it's complicated. You know, we can't have the same thing that our favorite celebrity has because we don't have the same means that they have. But our kids grow up thinking, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. And that's not a bad thought, as long as we know he had to work for it and we had to work for it. But it's very, very complicated. And I think a lot of the comparisons and a lot of the social media, there's a lot of bullying and mean-spiritedness and, and I'm tend to I'm very high technology, so I tend to lean on. There's a lot of good in technology, right? But I must admit, there's a lot of bad things going on behind the scenes. Yes. And I think because I don't see it in my viewpoint, like what I'm looking at, then I thought it's not happening. What well, is happening for our young
0: people? Wow. You know, um, as we go through the holiday seasons, I mean, I I was thinking. Is it some things that you should think that we need to discuss as a family? Since the majority of the family members will get together during the holidays, you know, and we don't see each other that often, but I I think it's things that we need to talk about or think about even um, just knowing what has happened in your uh, generation of other family members, ailments and different things. We, when we go to the doctor, we don't even know what our grandmother, you know, they asked us all these questions now. Who's in your family has had hypertensive, mental illness, this and that, and we don't know all the answers, but we should.
1: We should. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a conversation for Christmas, okay. for family history, but I do think the family history is a very good conversation. One of the things I think we should be having over the holidays, though, is leaning in and checking on everybody. So let's say we all come together and Susie's not here. How is Susie doing? Has anybody seen Susie? anybody checked on Susie? Where you know where is she? Or if everybody's together and Susie doesn't look right, you know I I you know we hadn't seen her in a long time, but we didn't know she had lost this much weight or she had this is going on. You know you can see visibly something's going on. So then that I think we do need to address those things and lean in and check on that person, check on that family member, how are you doing, what's going on. Um, If there's another family member that you can talk to, um, I I, I generally help people with these kind of conversations. So I say, is there anybody that you can lean on that you can trust that that person will listen to? And then almost every time I ask, they'll give me a person. Wow. Use that. Use that situation and lean into that person and say, okay, this is my scenario. Can you help me get her to see this? Can you help me get him to see this? because you may not be the person of influence but you're the person who noticed Right. so you noticed but you know Susie over here is the person who can get her to get back on track so then you talk with her and help her get back on track so instead of us trying to do everything lean in and see first we gotta lean in and see what's going on with people because we're not, we, we're so in a shell now we're just paying attention to our own track and what's going on with us and not what's going on with everybody else I think that's a big problem of the loneliness and the things that are happening with people wow but if we do pay attention and then we use the resources use each other as resources so you may have a nurse in the family so you're a nurse what do you think is going on one of the things i love about my family we've got um, you know i'm the counselor but we got some nurses uh-huh. and so when it was you know we dealt with my father-in-law's passing recently And we're like, okay, we're leaning on you, sister, because you're the nurse. You know this. And she stepped up and did everything she's supposed to do when it came to nursing. Right. She handled the thing. And so when it came to other things, you know, some of the uh, others of us can lean in and say, okay, how's everybody doing? You know, or like as as my counselor role, I can notice what's happening with other family members. And maybe I don't have the influence, but I can say, hey, can you check on him? Because I don't think he's looking okay. I
0: like
1: that. So we can do that for each other. And I think that's an important thing that needs to happen during our holidays. And I think kindness. You know, being kind, being um, gentle, being um, we just need more kindness. More of, you know, consideration and concern. That's just going away nowadays. And so I think those of us who grew up in that generation, where we used to, people used to look out for us, and we used to look
0: out for others, we need that back. I like that because we definitely do, and uh, I, I think this is a great topic to discuss. Uh, maybe it'll open up some uh, conversations with family members. That's important for great. us to do, and. Uh, you know, and maybe work through some problems with some other people. So I really, really, really appreciate you coming in and sitting down and talking with me today. Is it any closing remarks that you would like to do?
1: Well, I will say something about the problems. I think we have to remember who we are and who we are in Christ, who he's made us to be. And when things flare up, and they will, and our families they do, we've got to take the high road. We cannot... Um we're gonna be hurt, we're gonna be misunderstood, those things are gonna happen, that's real talk. But we've gotta represent the best part of us and the best part of him. And so I think if more of us would do that and not shut down, like literally keep loving the people that you've been loving the whole time and stay the course and keep, you know, keep being silent, even though things may go awry sometimes. I think that will make such a difference. So we just kind of hang in there and let these kind of just smooth over. It'll, it'll work out.
0: I love it. I mean, I just want to make sure that the community now is aware of the new number that they can call and help a friend. So it's 988, and that's call, chat, or text. Either number, 988. You
1: can do all three, which is wonderful. Um, and it's, it's there for us all the time. And if, you're, if you can, call with that person, so you can help them work through that. And the other thing is take them to the emergency room. Most of us don't realize that, but if somebody is suicidal, actively suicidal, and you're with them, the first line of contact is the emergency room. And the reason it's the emergency room is because they know how to get everything in the place that needs to be in the place. They know how to get to the Valley and the other places that needs to happen. So you go to the emergency room now. And That's new, that's a new protocol from where it used to be so that's especially in chattanooga it's it's called nine one one and go to the go to the
0: emergency room oh i love that i mean it's these types of conversations that will save a life i really feel like Absolutely. and I, I appreciate it i i want everybody to subscribe uh to our podcast and it's mental health and self-care for caregivers it's simple it's easy but it's something good to remember and I want to ask you guys to pass it on. Subscribe to it. Tell us what we're doing. if we're, we're bringing you information that you really enjoy and that you're learning. Because that's what it's all about. For me, anyway. That's the reason why I want to do it.
1: Absolutely. And we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate the podcast. And we appreciate what you're doing for the community locally. And now on a bigger scale.
0: Yes. You know, we, we've gotten it on all different um apps, you know, from Google to, I mean, YouTube, I mean, Spotify, yes, well, you know, it's everywhere. But the only thing you got to remember is mental illness and self-care for caregivers, and you'll get it. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Yes, and uh, so I want to say uh, happy holidays to you. I hope you and your family enjoy yourself. Have a good one, and thank you so much for always being my guest and coming through for me. Well,
1: thank you, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate your patience with us, Ms. Sharon, you're the ball. Okay, thank
0: you. <laughs>